0: Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. Well, it is good to be back in the house of the Lord again. And it's good to join back in our fellowship together. Let's join together in uh, God's Word and uh, and in prayer as well. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I praise You for uh, the great goodness and the abundance of Your love. And I thank You, Father, uh, for uh, this opportunity that You give us to come together and to worship You, to allow You to, to speak to our hearts. Lord, Father, I pray that You would uh, bless us as we uh, seek to understand Your Word and how it speaks to us. Lord, we pray for those who aren't able to be with us today because of illness and sickness. and Lord, we just pray that You continue to bless them and encourage them. Lord, help them to feel Your presence and help them to know uh, Your love in a very real way as they go through this time of their need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to Ephesians once again. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 1, and uh, I know you might be getting a little tired of looking at Ephesians and uh, thinking about that and and all that, but uh, today we want to look at Ephesians chapter 1 again, and we began to look at, at Ephesians... Uh, a couple of weeks back, and we've we've had this uh, this steady flow of understanding and knowing what God was trying to speak to the people of uh, of Ephesus and that whole area uh, through His servant Paul, and uh, we looked at at uh, the the significance of what uh, God was trying to say, and uh, we looked at. What does uh, the book of Ephesians have to do with life, and what does it have to do with life back then, and what does it have to do with life today? And uh, we we uh, uh, talked about how God's grace was so evident in the lives of of those people there in uh, that time, and how God's grace is is so important for us today, and 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 it's so significant. But uh, we. The book of Ephesians is truly about unity in Christ. And and more than any time in history, I believe it's important that we understand the need for unity in Christ today. Uh, we're facing a lot of challenges. We're facing a lot of struggles. We're facing uh, problems. Uh, 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 fortunately, we don't live during a time in which uh, people are... are uh, representatives of the government are uh, knocking our doors down and and arresting us because we're Christians and uh, putting us in prison or executing us wholesale uh, 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 just simply because we are uh, Christians. Uh, fortunately, we aren't uh, living under those circumstances, but guess what? There are people in this world that are. And we're facing problems and difficulties, but our, our struggles aren't anything like uh, the struggles of some. And the way in which we get through those problems, those struggles is understanding who we are as, as the people of God, what our purpose is, what are uh, the significance of what uh, God is trying to say to us. And uh, today we're going to look at at uh, verses 4 through 6, or the first part of, of uh, verse 6. And we're going to understand and know about the unity of the church as the body of Christ. We're called to be uh, the body of Christ. In uh, chapters 1 through 3, as I said before, it is the theology of the body of Christ, the theology of, of who we are as Christians, what it means to be a Christian, uh, what it means to uh, to be a part of the body of Christ, uh, what, what is the body of Christ, what, what are we called to be and, and to do. And chapters 4 through 6 is all about uh, the... Practice of the body, uh, how we are to live out that life. Now, first of all, verses uh, chapters 1 through 3, what does it mean? What is it? What What's the significance of being a body of Christ? And chapters 4 through 6, how to put that into practice? How to live that out? How, and let, let me tell you, Ephesians is just chock full of wonderful scripture that, that we many times um, memorize and uh, Brother Buddy even uh, mentioned a passage of Scripture this morning during Sunday school out of Ephesians. And, and it's all about what does it mean to be a, a, a part of the body and how do we live it out. How do we uh, uh, put on that armor of God? uh, Why do we put it on? Why is it important for us to stand? Why is it important for us to to be uh, the people of God? Well, I want us to look at that and understand uh, chapter 4, verse 13 uh, uh, tells us part of the significance of that. Uh, It says, "...from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which..." Every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. so the intent of the book is to instruct us in the area of, of what does it mean to be in the body of Christ and then how to live out that uh, that calling of being a, the body of Christ how to live out that uh, uh, that calling uh, uh, um, the the, the Bible tells us that we are to to live as the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith we're not complete as a body of Christ unless we have unity Uh, um, you know many of us have been talking about our health and talking about the the aspects of of uh, growing older and what does it mean to uh, to live in this time where uh, uh, it just seems like uh, we we don 't know from day to day who 's going to uh, live through this uh, difficult time of the pandemic, and who 's going to uh, succumb to the uh, the ravages of this disease or or if it 's not covid if it 's uh, the flu influenza uh, uh, it seems like every year there's uh, thousands of people that die of of the flu and and we kind of gotten so used to it and and, and I, was, I was looking at uh, some headlines the other day uh, in the news and uh, there's one person that believes that uh, the influenza that we have each year that claims thousands of lives is still a part of the original uh uh pandemic of nineteen eighteen of uh, the spanish flu that uh, that uh, you know so they were trying to say you know who, who are we to say that uh, that we 're going to be able to get rid of this uh problem today?" And when we still are, in essence, battling a disease that started over 100 years ago. Um, but that's all about uh, what does it mean? How do, we, how do we live from day to day? What is the meaning of, of life? And how do we go about doing that? And Paul here is trying to help us to understand that we are a part of the body of Christ, that we are joined together as uh, a body... Uh, that is meant to be the manifestation of Jesus Christ. In this world, he said, Paul was trying to help us to understand that look, Jesus lived and walked uh, and was manifest in the body and the form of Jesus Christ and lived and walked on this earth, taught the disciples, went to the cross of Calvary to atone for our sins, and was dead, buried, and raised the third day and ascended into heaven. And once Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, we were called as believers to make up the body of Jesus Christ to be the manifestation of the body of Christ on this earth, and uh, the Bible tells us that we're the body and he is the head, and we're to follow after god's direction and to live out as a body of christ to to uh, and Romans twelve has all of the attributes of jesus christ uh, uh, those attributes of what does it mean to uh, to have Uh, the uh, fruits of the Spirit and what does it mean to have uh, the works of the Spirit in our life. All of those attributes are attributes that Jesus Christ held while He walked on this earth. And when He ascended into heaven, uh, He called for us to be the body and and we're to have those same attributes that Jesus Christ demonstrated. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, all of these things that we're to uh, to uh, exhibit within us so that we can demonstrate the love of God in this world. And we have to show that. And uh, chapter 4, verse 13 uh, in Ephesians here uh, says that we are uh, uh, come together as the body of Christ until we come to the full measure and the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. The world needs to see... Jesus Christ, amen? The world needs to see Jesus Christ and uh, the place in which the world is looking to see Jesus Christ is the church. And so often... We forget that and so often we, th- we act like we want to be just simply us and who we are and all those things. Well, we're called to be the body of Christ. And so Paul, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Paul here is telling us how we are to live out as the body of Christ. And he uh, tells us that it is the plan of God to to deliver His salvation to the world through the body of Christ, of of sharing uh, what He has done and what He has accomplished in and through the body of Christ throughout the ages to share that love, uh, uh, to share the grace and the love of God to people who are without Christ through us. Uh, And I talked about last time about how uh, God not only saved us from our sin, but saved us to incorporate us into the uh, family of God so that we would be involved in sharing His message of love to the world. And so God's plan for us is seen here in this uh, passage of Scripture. He says in verse 4, it says, According, according as He hath chosen us, in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of the church by Jesus Christ to Himself according to His good pleasure of His will to the praise and the glory of His grace wherein He hath made us acceptable in uh, the Beloved, and so what we see is is that uh, God has uh, chosen us, and God's plan involves three stages. God's plan involves uh, the eternal past, the present. In the future, God's plan uh, for humanity is not wrapped up in just one single moment, one single incident, but rather it is, involves eternity past. And we see that in, uh, in this passage of Scripture with uh, uh, speaking of, of the election. He says, According as He hath chosen us and Him, before the foundation of the world. Uh, God has chosen us. Now, I want you to understand something here as we look at this and as we talk about this. This is a subject and and a topic that is so often just simply skimmed over or uh, neglected by pastors because it's difficult. There's no other reason they just or maybe uh, sometimes they just don't understand it themselves. So why preach it if you don't understand it? You can't preach it if you don't know what you're talking about. Um, The election is something that a lot of people just are baffled by and they they just simply say, well, you know, it it is what it is. Um, We can't do that, we've got to understand it and we need to understand it is a part of God's purpose and plan for us. God uh, and it is something that is so wonderful and so uh, dramatic that we need to take it into our life. Now uh, when we talk about the election and 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 uh, talk about this subject, we need to remember a couple of things. Deuteronomy 29 verse 29 says, the secret things belong to the Lord. And in Isaiah he says, Uh, uh, God's ways are higher than our ways. So we need to understand that uh, just simply because we don't understand something doesn't mean that we need to try and explain it to the point that we can understand it. Because that's taking the mysteries and the wonder of God and uh, the... uh, uh, the understanding of humanity and trying to bring us bring it together in the middle where we can make some sense of it, and then destroying everything on the extremes. That that's not what we need to do. We need to understand that there are some things that we need to just leave up to faith. That we there are some things that are beyond us. I personally don't want to worship a God that that isn't smarter than me. Okay? And I would hope that you don't think you're so smart that you can be as smart as God is. There are some things, there are mysteries of God that we're just not meant to understand and we have to take by faith. So there are seven elements to uh, the doctrine of, of election that we're going to talk about today. And you're saying, well, how are we going to do that in such a short period of time? Oh, you have a little faith. Well, we're going to just simply come together and we're going to talk about it. And uh listen we're not going to get in so deep into it that uh we're not that, that we're going to take hours and hours on each individual one, but we need to understand something first of all uh we need to understand that uh the uh w- the first element is the method the method uh he says uh, in verse four, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. The first important thing that you need to understand is, is that this is, uh, election is all about God's sovereignty, God's ability. Uh, look, uh, we're, who are we, the fallible and imperfect people, to say what God can and can't do? God is sovereign. God is, is above all and... And and he is able to select and choose and do as he chooses. Look at verse. Uh, I want you to uh, take a minute, and if you uh, have uh, a pencil or something, you might want to circle these. Uh, verse four. It says, "According as he hath chosen." That we should, and then verse five. Uh, says, having predestined us uh, unto the adoption of the children of God and Christ himself, according, there it is again, according to his good pleasure. Uh, And uh, then in verse 9, he hath made known unto us the mysteries of his will, according to his good pleasure. Verse 11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined, What according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will? So it is uh, according to His desire. It is God's desire that He would uh, select us. Uh, God has selected us, uh, and He has done this for a reason. John, verse one, uh, John chapter one, verse eleven says, "He came unto His own." and his own received him not. And so he's talking about the people of Israel... Uh, and he's talking about Jesus Christ and how he came to the people of Israel those are the people that God selected what did Abraham do to be selected of God? Nothing, absolutely nothing, uh, uh, tremendously nothing, every Jewish uh, person that lived during the time of Jesus Christ, during the time in which John was writing this gospel uh, he they all understood that uh, that the people of God whenever that phrase is used is talking about Israel at this time, the people of Israel. And everybody knew that Abraham did not do a thing in order to be selected of God, and yet they all thought they were uh, hot snot and they were special things just simply because they were children of Abraham, that God had selected them. So, uh, you know, hey, uh, we're uh, something special, but here's the, uh, the thing that they needed to understand. Jesus Christ came to those whom God had selected and they did not receive Him. It says, but... That verse goes on, but as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the children of God, even to them that believe on His name. So in spite of the fact that there is... uh, the fact that God selected doesn't mean that they are a part of God's people. John was trying to help them to understand that even though uh, Jesus Christ came to His people, the people that God had selected, the people of God, they rejected Jesus Christ. They, uh, 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 they rejected the cornerstone. And the cornerstone became a stumbling block to those who uh, did not uh, receive Him. But to those that did receive Jesus Christ, uh, they were given the power to become the children of God. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, "...For by grace are you saved, not because you are who you are. For by grace are you saved, not because you are Abraham's child. For by grace are you saved, not because uh, you have a pretty face. By grace are you saved through faith." not of works, lest any man should boast. Right? Right? It's right there, right? Amen. So uh, we are selected of God. It is, uh, uh, election is about being selected of God, His sovereign selection, but we have to be, uh, we have to accept that uh, selection. We have to be taken in. Second Timothy one nine says, God who hath saved us, called us with a holy calling. John 6 verse 44 says, No man comes to the Father, except the Father draw him. So uh, we are selected by God, and that word drawn, that uh, selection, is the same type of word that is used here for selection. It's like uh, a... um, It's more than just simply being picked. (coughs) If you've ever... Uh, played those games. Uh, now, there's a lot of games in the arcade where there's this big claw that goes in and and uh, you put it over a certain uh, stuffed animal or something and you push a button and it goes down and kind of makes a thing. There's also a game that you can uh, play that is like uh, uh, what you see at Scrap Metal... Uh, Places where it's it's a big it's a magnet and it, it's on the same kind of arm and you put it over a certain thing and then it drops the magnet down and the magnet hopefully will pick up something that's down there and then uh, bring it over and then drop it into the little thing. Well, and if you've ever seen a uh, 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 video of or uh, images of of people working at those scrap metal places uh, they can uh, take that magnet and turn that magnet on and it has such force that that the metal that's down in the big heap of pile of scrap uh, will just shoop, go flying up to that uh, piece of uh, that big huge magnet it's drawn to that magnet now did it do anything to desire to, to be drawn to that magnet no Uh, the magnet is what was turned on and the magnetized force caused it to shoot up there and be attached to that magnet and then they bring it over here and then they turn it off and it all just kind of falls into a a big heap over there. That word drawn or that uh, uh, aspect of being selected, of being uh, chosen is uh, the idea of an irresistible pull and uh, the the word here is pro-gonesco. Now, this is a combination of two words in the Greek, and uh, pro is, is uh, before, and gonesco is, is a part of the word of gnosco, which is knowledge. And, and everybody wants to say, well, this means foreknowledge, a foreknowing God... Uh, Predestined according as He hath chosen us, that were chosen there, as being irresistibly drawn to God before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before Him, having uh, pre-gnosco, predestined us in the adoption of the children by uh, Jesus Christ to Himself. That word there is uh, linked to an intimate knowledge. God pre-knew us. And we talked about how uh, we were looking in Jeremiah this morning in Sunday school and, and talking about how God knew Jeremiah in the womb. and God selected Jeremiah to what? To be a prophet. You see, selection of God is not just simply about... Uh, 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 the election of the saints, but it also, God pre-selects individuals, not just the people of Israel, but has pre-selected individuals to be certain things like uh, prophets uh, and to be used of God. And it, it's all about this intimate relationship that god has with that individual of pre-knowing them of that intimate knowledge and so we are selected of god we're drawn to god we're brought into his uh his uh, presence. Let's look at the other uh, aspects of this. Not only is this uh, the method, the sovereign selection of God, but the object. Who is the object? God, uh, it says, according to uh, as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world. It, we are the elect. We are the ones in which God has selected us. Those uh, in which God has desired uh to have this intimate relation to uh, to him, and we the elect, the people who have accepted Christ into our heart and lives, are the ones in which uh, God has brought us together and Does that mean that others that that don 't listen this is not uh, this has often been used as a method of for some to say, well, if there are the elect, there are the people that, that God has predestined, then I don't need to go out and witness to people. No, 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 no. That that's an excuse to do nothing. That's an excuse to be lazy. We are called of God to go out and to be the church. Remember, the whole purpose in that is we're selected by God to be the body of Christ so that we can go and demonstrate uh, the characteristic of God into the world so that we can share with others who are lost still and and God is predestined that they should also uh, come to know Christ as their Savior, but they have to receive that selection. They have to receive that. And and it's all about... uh, the and this is not to discount the free will of of individuals. Uh, we uh, listen. Uh, Jeremiah was selected of God to be a, a a prophet, right? In Jeremiah, but Jeremiah could have easily said, "Well, you know, hey, I, I know God selected me to do this, but I'm too scared to do it. I'm going to run over here like who? Jonah." Jonah did. Uh, he rejected God's call on his life and, and ran away for a period of time. God kept after him and, and was able to get him back on track. Uh, God uh, selects us, but we have to accept that selection. We have to accept his, uh, his call upon our life and have to follow after Him. I've heard many times uh, when throughout my ministry... Uh, uh, the first times I heard it were, were uh, when I was in seminary. I, I'd, we'd hear seminary students talk to us about uh, their call, and they'd say, look, I, I was called at a young age to be a pastor, uh, but now they were in their 50s, and they are finally going to seminary. And he said, They would say, I ran from God. I ran away from God. You see, you can be called of God, but you can run away from God and try and run away from God's calling in your life. God selects you and selects uh, 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 everyone to have uh, the atonement of Jesus Christ in their life, but it's whether or not you would uh, receive that selection in your life then uh not just the object of who us being the elect but uh the time it says before the foundation of the world god selected you that means that god is above time Uh, not just that god is above time but your uh his desire that uh that you be part of the the body of Christ, that you would have that, that understanding of, of a relationship to God uh, is uh, before time even existed. And I love this aspect of this because uh, what that tells me is is that God had tremendous love for me. He had tremendous love for you because before time existed, God knew that when He created man, that man would sin. God created man anyway. God knew before time ever existed that He would have to provide a Savior for mankind, that He would have to send a sacrifice, Jesus Christ, His Son, to die on the cross, and He did it anyway. God knew that uh, that man would struggle and that man would reject Him, but He still knew that some would accept His wonderful gift of selection, and He did it anyway, knowing that He would be rejected and derided by many He still expressed His love for those who would come and follow after Jesus Christ. So uh, the time is important. Before the foundation of the world, God still desired uh, to have you, to have that intimate relationship with you. Uh, Fourthly, the purpose to be holy and without blemish. He says uh, that uh, He hath accordingly chosen us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Uh, The purpose is is that we would be holy and and without blame. Revelation 22 uh, talks about the bride of Christ and we're getting into that in our study of Revelation a little bit. Uh, This is kind of a crossover here. But we are a part of the body of Christ. and uh, The purpose of the body is to be a manifestation of Christ on this world. Uh, but one day, uh, the bar- bride of Christ... Who's the bride? We are the body. The bride of Christ will be called uh, to, to heaven and we'll uh, be in His presence and we'll finally have that unity that is symbolized through marriage have that unity that's beyond anything that we understand to this day. And uh, it, it says that that uh, Jesus Christ presented the bride of Christ, the church, holy and without blemish. And that's our purpose is to be uh, uh, that we would be holy before God and without blemish. Uh, The motive is found in verse 4 also that we would be holy and without blame before Him in love. The whole purpose and the reason behind all of this is the love of God, God's love for you, God's love that He has demonstrated from before time existed, before you ever did a thing, before you ever existed in life. God's love for you was demonstrated in that He selected you and desired for you to have a relationship with Him. His motive is love. What's the result? Keep reading. It says, "...having predestined us into the adoption of the children of Jesus Christ to Himself." The uh, the result is, is that we would become... Uh, sons and daughters of God uh, you know using the vernacular of the day that we would be sons of God that we would be the children of God uh, that we would be uh, how do we accomplish this through the adoption into the family of God just like uh, 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 we talked about the adoption uh, uh, and before where if you're adopted you're considered a part of the family just as if you'd been born of, of blood uh, this idea of adoption here is the same that we would be adopted into the family of God so the result is that we would be uh, a, a part of the family of God that we are adoption into Jesus Christ to Himself according to His good pleasure of His will there's His will again and why? why, do we, why is this? Uh, that's the seventh one why? Uh, that's found in verse 5 "...having predestined us unto the adoption of Jesus Christ uh, uh, to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace." And so the reason why is because God desires to express His glory and grace in your life. So we get all of that from the election, from being predestined, uh, from being the selection of God. God is not just doing this. Uh, some some pastors want to say uh, predestination is just like God knows everything uh, <coughs> because He's already seen what's going to happen. So He picks out the ones that are going to actually uh, accept Him. No. There's a purpose and plan. God chooses everyone. God's desire is that all... Uh, look. What does He say? For God so loved the ones that come to know Him as Lord and Savior, or the ones that walk down the aisle and shake that pastor's hand. No, for God so loved the, the world, everyone, everybody. They gave His only begotten Son that only certain people know that everyone. that everyone should be saved. So uh, that's what this is all about. We need to understand that, that we have a calling of God to be His people, to be the image of Jesus Christ. That calling extends from the beginning of time. That calling is part of our life. And it is important that we understand that all of that is an expression of God's love, that God would be glorified, and it is our task, it is our role as the body of Christ to be obedient to, to His will and desire. We're the body, we're not the head. Jesus Christ is the head. We're to follow after Him, and to follow in His direction. We're to be faithful and to express the love of God in our life as well. And so it's important for us to understand that, that we share the gospel message with others, that they uh, accept the, the selection of God in their life, that they would have Jesus Christ in their life, uh, that we would be a part of presenting that to them so that they would accept that gift. Of salvation, and so let's join together in prayer, dear gracious Father, Lord. We pray that you'd help us to be the body of Christ to accept that task before us of of being the embodiment of Christ in a world that needs to understand and know your love, Lord. Help us as we seek to to go about sharing that love with others, so that they would understand and know your grace and your love, Lord. That we would be your people, drawn to be the body of Christ, to be an example of the love of Christ in the world that is in so need of a Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.